Greetings and salutations from Times Square, crossroads of the world. This is the Muni Lowdown, produced by DebtWire Municipals, where we talk about this week's most interesting stories in the municipal bond market. And I am your host, Young Lim, desk editor at DebtWire Municipals. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Muni Lowdown, the podcast produced by DebtWire Municipals. Today is Tuesday, September 29th. I'd like to welcome our guests to the show. First off, Kathy O'Donnell from Harrisburg, PA. Welcome, Kathy. Yeah. All right. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, thank you. And let's bring in our special guest from DebtWire ABS, Maura Sadovi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Glad to be here. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Now, I know the last time we had a good podcast talking about American Dream, All America, and Triple Five. So and that will be our topic for today. So I'm going to start with Kathy, if you don't mind, Maura. Usually guests go first, but in this case, I'll let uh, Kathy start. So Kathy, um, I understand that American Dream, the entertainment and retail complex in New Jersey's Meadowlands, plans to reopen soon, October 1st, after being shut down uh, since March due to the coronavirus pandemic. But as I mentioned, there's a concern out in Bloomington, Minnesota, which is American Dream's owner, Triple Five, that they have not paid first half property taxes relating to Mall America, which it also owns. So what's going on out there? Uh, yes, Young, um, that's uh, correct the last I heard. Um, and I believe as Morrow was the first to report back in April, Triple Five failed to make a payment due that month on a $1.4 billion commercial mortgage-backed security loan for Mall of America, which, as you know, is a, a pretty uh, famous retail property. Um, and then there was a uh, September 1st disclosure notice uh, that Bloomington had put out, Bloomington, Minnesota, uh, that said Triple Five still hadn't paid first-half Mall, you know, Mall of America-related property taxes to the city. Um, and then, meanwhile, as Mora has learned, Though Triple Five has begun to make some debt payments to bring them up and current through May, that leaves them in a, in a tough spot, which is uh, that they are still 90 days delinquent as of this month. Um, and Bloomington, which, as it has noted, has been quite the big supporter of um, all of America over decades, uh, they uh, said in this disclosure that um, the city has received 92% of expected first half property taxes that were payable in 2020, and that of that 8% shortfall, 7.2% roughly was attributable to Mall of America properties. And the second half property taxes are due in October. Uh, so I spoke with uh, Bloomington Port Authority's administrator uh, for this story that ran um, uh, the other week, and uh, what he said was that uh, they have asked Triple Five about when Bloomington can expect to see that tax money, and Triple Five has not been able to tell the city uh, when it will be able to pay. I, I checked in, uh, sent an email to him uh, again yesterday. I haven't heard back if, if, to see if anything has changed, but um, but that's what he said at the time. Um, and, and it's also important to note that Bloomington has, over the decades, I believe the mall opened in 1992, has been a you know a big supporter of Mall of America and has uh, put forth hundreds of millions of dollars in tax incentives and public investment over that period. But there was a, a letter, actually, 
that was sent to Minnesota's governor from uh, Bloomington city officials. Um, and in it, the city officials noted um, that they had learned after the fact uh, that um, a 49% stake in Mall of America had been pledged as collateral for American dreams. And, you know, I always think of Minnesota as a very, very nice people, but I'm sure that did not go down well to know yeah. that uh, Mall of America, <laughs> after they have shoveled all this cash at it, right. now securing a mall in New Jersey. And some would say a risky proposition as, as well. So as you can understand, there's probably a bit of consternation over that. Um, but the letter did, you know, this July 9th letter to the, the governor uh, from Bloomington, the officials, uh, it noticed that it noted that, you know, Bloomington has been, you know, the biggest supporter of MOA. But, um, and I'll, I'll quote a bit from the, the letter here, um, it said, you know, Triple Five, the current owners of all of America, continue to lobby the Minnesota legislator to seek a grant or a loan from Bloomington to pay their mortgage and operating expenses. Hmm. And this letter said, you know, this letter is intended to provide further background on why Bloomington opposes a grant or a loan of Bloomington uh, tax increment uh, financing money. Um, and what they what they basically said is that you know triple five has placed you know the 1.4 billion dollar loan for moa and and cashed out and secured more than 500 million in profits over the city's concerns um and they said the 1.4 billion dollar loan almost doubled their monthly mortgage payments and made it harder for moa to handle economic stresses this according to the letter um, and they also said that a loan from the city would increase the debt load on the pro on the project, uh, which would make it even harder for Triple uh, Five to make uh, payments long term. And it said that Triple Five should provide liquidity now necessitated by the pandemic, not the city. So that was a pretty clear statement of the city's position on that. Um, and mm -hmm. I'm sure uh, that uh, Mora, who's done great work on this, can fill us in a bit more on on the loan aspect. Yes, absolutely. And I know Maura's broken some stories on this. So so thanks, Kathy. So Maura, like Kathy said, bring us up to date on the loan. Sure. Um, yeah, Kathy, uh, it's clear uh, Minnesota nice can only go so far. There's something in the Midwest that people, <laughs> people call Minnesota nice that, yeah. You, you betcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm here in Chicago, so we it, it, it's a sort of a running joke. But um, anyway, yeah, the Mall of America um, is, a, it, you know, one of the biggest in the country. It's actually one of the biggest um, tourist attractions in the country. Interestingly enough, it looks like American Dream is seeking to do the same thing. But um, anyway, the, the mall reopened in June after being closed for COVID, and then the amusement park reopened in August although the guest capacity was limited to 250 people. And as you mentioned, the debt service payments on the bonds um, are still uh, delinquent. They, the, the borrowers have uh, caught up a bit. Uh, they're, they're trying to pay some, so they're still just 90 days delinquent, even though the first you know, problem with payment uh, emerged in, 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 in April. But um, and there's also still talks uh, ongoing regarding uh, their uh, debt relief request, their forbearance request uh, with the, the servicers. But um, so far, there's been no um, no no true uh, forbearance on how much debt they need their debt service payments. They've gotten a little bit of break, like a technical break on how much control they need to have over the. Uh, 
payments that they get from renters. Um, sometimes uh, uh, lenders require uh, so what they call a lockbox, which is uh, when loans get in trouble, they require the uh, tenants to pay um, into the lockbox directly, rather sort of jumping over the uh, borrowers that are in trouble to have more control of the loan. They didn't require that hard uh, lockbox, but there's still more oversight um, and uh, there's talks are ongoing for forbearance. Um, we'll see where that goes. The other, the other um, sort of nugget of indication that uh, we're still in the early days of a forbearance being worked out is um, there was finally a new appraisal. The loans appraisal um, came in um, that, that in a workout, lenders need to know what, what the value of the asset is to, for, for bargaining purposes, obviously. Um, anyway, it was brought down to $1.9 billion from $2.3 billion. Some breathed a sigh of relief over that uh, in terms of what it means for bondholders because it's still uh, above the value value of the loan. It doesn't put it underwater, but um, um, that, you know, people are watching that uh, to, for to see now now what are the lenders going to do with that um will there be forbearance uh, on what the, what the um triple five needs to pay right now maura i've also heard that there's been some changes in the bonds ownership tell us about that sure yeah this happened uh, back in june uh, i had heard from uh sources and uh confirmed that uh western asset management uh had purchased a controlling interest in the 1.4 billion dollar um uh, CMBS bond, uh, the, the, you know, the uh, slightly arcane name that's important to people in the industry is CSMC 2014 USA. But in, in any event, um, they put, uh, Whamco put itself in a controlling position. They bought uh, bonds from uh, Columbia Threadneedle Investments. That's uh, intriguing because they were uh, that occurred as you know the pandemic was in full throttle, so it seemed to show some um, um, appetite for uh, the mall debt. Uh, but um, but uh, also, uh, Wamco has a history of uh, being a, a controlling bondholder, so they use that they they've done that previously, or the, and they might have done it to protect their position or to push a liquidation sooner. It's really hard to know why they did that, but as far as we know, Wamco is in the position to have a have a seat at the table with the lenders. I see. All right, Mara, I got some. I got one final question. With what what's been going on, will anyone ultimately want this property? Um, well, that's hard to say. Um, we I've heard mm. that some mall owners are considering holding off on selling properties because there's so little appetite for retail debt right now. Then one investor that I spoke with that is um, bearish on retail said that uh, he felt that the taxes, the tax lien could trump the CMBS lien. And so there could be sort of tranche warfare here in terms of who who has control or say over over any potential sale, you know, whether it even happens. So um, I think people will be watching wh whether that uh, those taxes get made current soon. Uh, that would help um, make clear who's in who's in control over the next step for this property. Very interesting. I mean, retail is a very, it's a very interesting time. I mean, they talk about hospitality and retail, but hospitality is affected because people aren't traveling. So that's one thing, but retail people still need to shop in some capacity. So it's interesting out there with mall owners acquiring 
uh, certain stores to JCPenney. And I just heard that Neiman Marcus has wiped out $4 billion of debt. So they're sort of out of bankruptcy now. And so it's an interesting time. I mean, and you've got some freaky stories out there about, um, what's that guy's name who owns uh, that place, uh, the Cake Boss? I don't know if you heard about that. It's just a, yeah. Yeah, there's um, distress. Uh, some, you know, you can't make this stuff up. But uh, yeah, I had read that story where the cake boss <laughs> broke his hand or, or did something to his hand bowling and has had three surgeries or so, several surgeries anyway to repair yeah. his hands. But yeah, and and there's all sorts of distress, um, financial. You know, one of the latest high-profile ones for New Yorkers is Century Twenty One filing for bankruptcy. That mm. that I think I think they were slated to be an American dream as well. So, um, uh, yeah, the um, the the pandemic has accelerated the distress seen that retailers and mall owners were already managing uh, due to the you know rise of e-commerce. So, um, people say don't count them out, but it's uh, malls need to um, you know now further reposition themselves, not just uh, as uh, as you know, figuring out where they fit in the uh, with with e-commerce, but also how to make their property safe, and that's costing them money too. All the protocols that they need to meet to open their doors. Right, right. I mean, as as I mentioned last time we did the podcast, I, I was able to check out America Two right before the pandemic started back in February, and it's this huge, expansive place. It's very nice, and even back then, it seemed well. It's brand new, so it was obviously going to be clean and. Big Snow was open and one candy shop was open. Now the shift has been more toward entertainment. But again, like you said, like you were mentioning about Mall America, their amusement park opened, but at a limited capacity. So we'll see how it pans out at American Dream. It's it's a nice place. It opens October 1st and there's supposedly several stores opening. But I've gone to the malls here in New Jersey and some days it seems like it's back to normal. The only difference is obviously people have masks on and there's hand sanitizers everywhere. Yeah, some That's say the, the outdoor uh, malls will might do better because people will be more comfortable. Um, but but what we'll see. Well, with the weather getting colder, that's another thing. I mean, there's only so much you could do if it's like pouring rain or freezing snow. So we shall see. Right. But ladies, thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. Kathy, thank you for uh Kathy, thank you. And Mara, thank you for appearing on our show again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Very welcome. It's fun. All right. And that is our show for today. I'd like to thank Kathy O'Donnell from Detwire Municipals and Mara Sodovi from ABS and Christian Ayala, our producer, who makes us sound good every week. But most of all, thanks to you, our listeners out there who tune in week after week for the latest on distressed mini debt on the mini lowdown. Take care, everybody, and stay safe. Bye. Thanks for listening to the mini lowdown with me, your host, Young Lim. If you want to know more, subscribe to DebtWire.com and follow us on social media. Please leave comments, rate, like, and share. Join us next week when we talk about the latest in the municipal bond market.